Five African countries, uh, starting with uh, Cameroon, who finds themselves in a very tough group with the host. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed that against all the shenanigans before boarding the plane and uh, arriving in Rio, they will do well against Mexico in their opening game. Tonight, Brazil is playing Croatia, and a number of people uh, may be giving it to Brazil. Yes, on a balance of probability, Brazil remains one of the few teams that have played in all 20 editions of the FIFA World Cup Finals. And if you look at the stats, they've played and won 14 in their opening matches. They've only drawn six. They have never lost in an opening game, making the odds against Croatia very high. But... Uh, in football, anything is possible. This mm. Croatia are a very small country with about 4.28 million people. They came into the World Cup for their very first time in 1998 and they were bronze medalists. It's, it's an Eastern European country. You cannot write them off. You've got Mario Mandzukic and uh, Luka Modric, two of the mm -hmm. big name players, one playing for Bayern Munich and the other one playing for uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Real Madrid. And I think on the other day when they put off their proper uh, playing boots they can give competition to brazil because i'll tell you what the brazilian team is very young and very exuberant they can have a pace and skill but obviously they are not your traditional brazilian team that is going to come with how brazilians are going to play and we all know that the coach felipe scolari is not a coach who believes in attractive football he plays to win in uh, 2002, we recall he left Romario home against us, where Pele even refused to visit the camp of the team. And against us, he won and, and, and after that resigned. So it's going to be a very interesting opening game. We're going to see who is going to win on the balance of probability. In principle, Brazil should win. But they are up against an East European country that knows how to play football. A very quick one from what Kujo was talking about. I mean, a uh, big name like Mario Mandzukic, uh, he'll be missing from tonight because he got the red card that he picked up against Iceland in, in November. Uh, so given what he brings into any team, you know, the Bayern Munich striker, the fact that he won't be there will be a plus for uh, the Brazilians. But take nothing away, man, from the Brazilians. We've seen them playing the, in the concert cap and go and lift that trophy. Uh, and a lot of people see them as almost a breath of fresh air, the kind of team uh, that is there now to, you know, to take charge, put Brazil forward where they were supposed to have been many years ago. But you also get pockets of fans, and we saw them in their last uh, warm-up match where at halftime they got booed by their fans because of the way they've tried to adapt into almost a European style and a European approach of direct football as opposed to the samba, the passing game, the excitement that comes through. A lot of the kind of your name on, does he spend a lot of time on his feet? Does he spend a lot of time underground looking for fouls and for penalties and, you know, etc. And he's such a great player that he doesn't need to go that route. If he stays on his feet, he's playing in his favorite position and that's what Scolari, together with Coach Pereira, has been able to give him is the role that he doesn't really have as the at Barcelona, uh, which is occupied by Lionel Messi. He gets given that at national team, so we should be able to get the best out of him. And if guys like Hulk come to the party and just play a little bit more, get more involved as opposed to only seeing him when it's a, a case of free kicks or long shots from uh, outside of the penalty spots. But when you talk about the perceptions from the fans, like, you know, um, I mean, I see, I see so much passion in the fans. I see fans talking so proudly about 
their own and just saying that the last time they hosted the World Cup, they got beat by Uruguay in the final and they want to try and correct that right now. And, uh, you know, for me, nothing can stop the team. If they can just apply themselves and play the Brazilian way, the Brazilian style, and everybody switched on on the day, we could see a bit of an, you know, not an upset, but the upset will come through from Croatia with the likes of Luka Modric, uh, who, in my opinion, at, um, at Real Madrid, uh, has had a fantastic season. And uh, Jelovic as well, who plays for Hull City, is you know, to be seen by everybody. Uh, Ivica Olic as well, uh, who also is a player plays for Bayern. So they're not short from superstars. For Ivory Coast, most of the key players are at the twilight of their career. And they've got to make a huge impact before they, they sort of retire from international football. And actually, Eatoure is on record as saying, he must take Ivory Coast to the next level before he retires from international football. And people believe that this is his time. If we look at the performances he gave for Manchester City as a holding midfielder, mm. scoring 24 goals, 8 dead ball specialists, creating assists, and the manner in which he played. I personally sit here and believe in England because he's from an, 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 an African country. He should have become the England player of the year. Unfortunately, it mm. went to my enemy number one, Luis Suarez. And at the end of the day, <laughs> I, I, be, I, agree with you more. I, be, I believe when? that this is the time for Ivory Coast to make a huge impact on the global stage.